course, it was around 587 B.C. Nebuchadnezzar came to Jerusalem, took control, and, of course, the Bible says besieged it, plundered it, surrounded it, put pressure on it. Nebuchadnezzar plundered Jerusalem. He stole sacred vessels from the house of God and took them back to the house of his God. Not only did he take the vessels and plunder the spoil of Jerusalem, but he also stole Israel's best and brightest. The scripture says some, they were told to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of nobility, youths without blemish of good appearance and skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding learning and competent to stand in the king's palace. Didn't tell his, Nebuchadnezzar didn't tell his, his men to grab just anybody. He said, I want the best. I want the brightest. I want the smartest. I want the most talented. I want the most skillful. I want the most wise. I want the most knowledgeable. I want those who are competent to stand in a royal palace. I'm going to tell you before I move too far forward here today that the enemy is after royalty and nobility. That's why he's after you. We are sons and daughters of the King of Kings. And as the song I remember singing as a, as a kid, hearing my parents and other elders sing, I'm a child of the King and his royal blood now flows through my veins. The enemy wants royalty and nobility. The king wanted them to be taught the literature and the language of the Chaldeans. The Chaldeans being those whose culture was filled with magic and sorcery and astrology. And they wanted to indoctrinate these young men with literature, the literature and history and the ideals or the values and the language or the identity of the Chaldeans. They weren't just intent on getting Israel's best and brightest and letting them do what they wanted to do because Israel's best and brightest could have turned Babylon upside down if they were turned loose. But Nebuchadnezzar knew, if I, I, I can't do that, we've got to indoctrinate them and teach them our values and teach them our identity, and then the king didn't stop there. He wanted to feed them his own food. Babylon, just like the enemy of our day, seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. Babylon wants to steal your identity. Babylon wants to fill you with its values. Babylon wants to feed you its food. Babylon wants you to speak its language and worship its gods. And Babylon wants you to leave behind what you've been taught. And Babylon wants you to serve its king. And the temptation to surrender to Babylon is intense. The temptation to surrender to the pressure of Babylon is real. The temptation to blend in and become like everybody else is strong. But let me again remind you, these were not just your run-of-the-mill young men who were taken out of Israel. These were Israel's most talented these were Israel's most gifted. These were Israel's most 
promising. They were the cream of the crop, the best of the best, the ones with the most potential, the ones upon whom the future of Israel had been resting. The enemy is after the best. That's why he's after you. I'm not telling you a mistruth today. You might say, well, I'm not that talented. Where's Luke? Hammeister. Told you. I'm talking about you. Last night, he's like, I'm not the most talented in this and that. I said, when I talk about being the most talented, I'm talking about you. That's why the enemy's after you. He sees you're the best. He sees you're the brightest. He sees you're the most talented. He sees you've got the best potential. He's not messing around with just anybody. He's going after God's best. He's going after the church's finest. He's going after the one upon whom the history or the future of the church rests. That's why he is after you. That's why you're going through what you're going through. That's why you feel like you're about to go crazy some days. That's why you feel like you want to give up some days. That's why the pressure gets so intense some days. It's because the enemy's after you. You're God's best. You're God's most important. You're God's brightest. You're God's most gifted. You're God's most talented. But it does not matter. Hear me today, talent alone and gifting alone and potential alone won't get it done in Babylon. You can't rely on your talent to survive Babylon. You can't rely on your potential or your gifting to to, to get it done in Babylon. It does not matter what Babylon says. We've got to resist Babylon's influence. Because I want you to understand one thing here today. Consecration will take you further than talent ever will. I want you to leave with that in your hand today. Consecration is going to take you further than talent ever will. Hear me today. Babylon loves your talent. Show America's got talent, Britain's got talent, every country's got talent. Don't be deceived, Babylon loves your talent. Babylon wants you to try out on their stage. Babylon wants you to give your, just show them your talent. Babylon wants you to show them your act. Babylon wants you to hear it. Babylon wants to hear you sing. Babylon wants to hear you play. Babylon wants to hear you speak. Babylon wants you to lead their groups. Babylon wants you to do in their country. Babylon loves your talent. It wants your talent. Babylon covets your talent. Babylon desires your talent. Babylon has a trophy room full of talented young men and women who couldn't resist Babylon. Babylon's call was too strong. and Babylon's temptation was too intense. Babylon loves your talent but despises who you are and despises who you represent. Yes, he wants your talent. Babylon wants your talent. But he despises you and despises who we represent. But we need to understand talent doesn't give us the strength to resist Babylon. We need more than talent. We need more than skill. We need more than gifting. We need more than ability. 
if we're going to influence this world and we're going to win our friends and influence people, if we're going to do that, it's going to take more than how pretty you can sing and how good you can preach and how well you can lead and how well you can influence people. we got to have more than that if we're going to resist Babylon in this last days. Consecration will take you further than talent ever will. Thank God for talent. Thank God for gifting. Thank God for calling. But if we want to make difference, we've got to be consecrated. Our lives must be surrendered to Jesus Christ or Babylon's pressure will be too much. Babylon's cunning. Babylon is sly. Babylon is shrewd. Babylon's calculated. Babylon's deceitful. Babylon says, take the money. You'll never have to struggle. But let me tell you, leaving truth is not worth the money. Babylon says those lines you draw are a waste. You just be you and go after what you want. But pushing Jesus out of your life doesn't make sense when you've got eternity in view. Babylon's a liar. Babylon's deceiving. Babylon sent a strong delusion. Babylon's trying to steal God's best. Babylon's after God's brightest. Babylon's after God's most talented. Babylon twists truth and bombards us with its values and its ideas until what it promotes seems desirable while the church left to look outdated and antiquated. It does all this because Babylon loves your talent. Babylon's all about trophies and royalty and nobility make the best trophies. You're the trophy he wants. Babylon wants you in its trophy room. Babylon wants God's pride. Hear me today. You're trying to discount yourself. You're trying to say, well, that's not me. I'm not, I can't sing like so-and-so, and I can't preach like so-and-so, and I can't lead like so-and-so. I come from a family. Nobody even knows my parents' names, and some of them, I don't even know who my parents are. I come from a church nobody's ever been to. I come from a place nobody's ever heard of. Let me tell you, because you are here, and because you're under the sound of my voice, and because God sent me to speak something to you, the reason you're struggling like you're struggling the reason you feel the pressure that you feel, the reason you feel the, 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 the on top of you that you feel that's pushing you down, the reason you feel like there's something that's trying to get a hold of your thoughts and trying to get a hold of your heart, there's something you feel like there's something after you. Let me tell you the reason you feel like that is because Babylon has least unleashed upon us and is trying to steal what God has set up to be holy and to be righteous and to make a difference in this world. Babylon wants your talent. But if you desire to please God and you want to make a difference in this world, you've got to remember it's consecration. It's going to take you further than talent ever will. Consecration is not afraid of the test. 
consecration. Somebody that's really consecrated. They're not afraid of the test. When Daniel was presented with the pressure and the temptation to give in to the desires of King Nebuchadnezzar and the leadership of Babylon, Daniel revealed his heart and chose to consecrate himself. Daniel resolved. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's food or the wine that he drank. And so he asked the chief, the one over him, please don't let me, please help me from not defiling myself. Hear me today. Daniel was not afraid to speak up, though none of the other captives dared say a word. If you read in the first book of first chapter of Daniel, there was many young men that were taken from Israel. And among all those young men, only Daniel had the guts to speak up and say, you know what? It looks like I don't have a choice in this matter. But until they cram that food down my throat, until they force me to eat that, I am going to speak up because I don't want to defile myself. And he went to that man over him and said, please, I don't want to defile myself. Please don't let me defile myself. I, we cannot eat that. We cannot go that way. We cannot take that. And Daniel was the only one. Well, somebody here today, somebody who feels that call to consecration, somebody who feels that call. And there's some of you in this place today. You, Some of you have talked to me about it. You feel God pulling you away and your friends just want to stay in the crowd and hide. But you feel God pulling you and drawing you out. And you feel that pull to become consecrated. Hear me today. Consecrated people will feel all by themselves and on an island at times. Because consecration sets you apart. You can't hide in the crowd and choose to be consecrated. You can't hide among the stuff and choose to be consecrated. You can't just let everything come around you and mold, put you into its mold if you want to be consecrated. But hear me today. If you feel that call, you feel God pulling at you, do not be afraid of the test that's coming. Because God always has the back of the consecrated. When Daniel dared speak up, the Bible said God gave him favor. Nobody else spoke up, but God gave him favor with that chief, that one in charge. He, even though that man felt that he feared his king would kill him if he allowed Daniel and his three friends to not eat the king's food. But because God moved and God's got the back of the consecrated, God gave him favor and he agreed to Daniel's proposal. Test your servants for 10 days. Give us vegetables and water to drink. Then, let, then compare our appearance with those who eat Babylon's menu. The test was probably a lonely test. But the consecrated aren't afraid of the test. Because the consecrated know God's got my back. During those 10 long days where Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah went through a different serving line than the rest of the young men. Eating vegetables, eating some broccoli and some asparagus and leeks and onions. And they're doing all that and drinking water and the king's food. They're getting ribeye and filet mignon and they're getting... Dr. Pepper and coffee and whatever they want. And they're doing, they're, they're, getting, they're going to a different line. It was a lonely time of testing. 
But Daniel knew God had his back. And said, Daniel told the man in charge, he said, just test us for 10 days. And then after 10 days, compare us who ate what we ate to those who ate Babylon's meal. We see consecration is not afraid of the test. God always has the back of the consecrated. This test, hear me, was not a matter of determining the value of vegetables over meat. But one of consecration over compromise. This was Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego resisting the influence of Babylon. It was about them standing up for righteousness in an unrighteous culture. It was about them, these four young men, choosing to serve God in a strange land. It was about these young men choosing consecration. Because consecration will end up taking you further than talent ever will. We are going to be tested. You, if you want to live for God and step out from among the crowd and pursue all God has for you, you will be tested. But hear me today, if you are consecrated, you do not have to be afraid of the test because God will come through. Verse 15 of chapter 1 says, at the end of 10 days, it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. And hear me, the steward took away the food and wine they were to drink. And gave them vegetables. I've been trying to do a little research, Dr. Runk. I, I, I might be off a little bit this. You can help me maybe. Some of you Old Testament professors. Trying to figure out who they meant and them meant here. Because to me it appears that when the steward over them saw that the vegetables and water and the consecration to this type of diet made them look better than those who ate Babylon's food? I just like to believe the steward said, all right, everybody's eating vegetables and water then. We're leaving Babylon's menu behind because this is a far superior diet than what the king wanted you to have. I don't know. I, that's why I'm trying to figure out who they and them were. It might just be the four. I don't know. But to me, it looks like, because I understand the principle that my consecration doesn't just affect me, but my consecration affects people around me. And when you decide to step out of the crowd and you decide to get out and really draw closer to God, there is something that happens to those who come in contact with you. Side note, purity is always better than divulging in the king's food. Ashpenaz took away the king's food, fed them all Daniel's diet. Said your consecration will have an effect on those around you. Consecration will set you apart. Consecration will take you further than talent ever will. Some of you are relying on your talent. Some of you think your talent's what's going to open all the doors. Talent will open doors. It's just going to sometimes open up the wrong doors. You might find yourself on Babylon's platform instead of the platform God wants you to have. That's why you've got to make sure your heart is consecrated. And if you make sure your heart is consecrated, God will take your heart and God will take your talents and your giftings that were meant for his kingdom. And he will put you on a platform where he will bless you and he will use you and he will anoint you. I don't want to be on Babylon Got Talent platform. I want to be on God's got talent platform. I want to do what God's called me to do. Give me just a couple more minutes to drive this home. 
Babylon loves your talent. The consecrated are never afraid of the test. And God promotes those who consecrate themselves to his purpose. God promotes them. What was the result? The last part of Daniel chapter 1. What was the result of the test? Yes, they looked fatter and healthier than all those who ate the king's food. But what was the real result of those four young men's consecration? God promoted them. And when God promotes, nobody can stop him. When God promotes, it's a divine promotion. And you can't stand there and say, my talent did it. No, God did it. You can't stand there and say, my songbird singing ability did it. Nope, God did it. It wasn't my fingers tickling the ivories that did it. There you go. Uh, God did it. Verse 17, as for these four youths, God gave them learning and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams, foreshadowing chapter 2. At the end of the time when the king commanded that they, listen, at the end of the time, three years, the king commanded they should be brought in. The chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king spoke with them. And among all them, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Ezra. In every matter of wisdom and understanding, about which the king inquired of them. He found them ten times better than all the magicians and all the enchanters that were in his kingdom. The musicians could come. God gave them exactly what they needed. Some of you are trying to figure out how am I going to bust open the door of opportunity? How am I going to get somewhere where I can use the calling God's placed on me? And we are trying to figure out how we can get it done for God. How I can open the door. The door is going to open. I got to let him see my talent. If the opportunity is going to come, I've got to push some doors open a little bit. I've got to make some things happen. And what you don't realize, some of you, that's Babylon whispering in your ear. Who I love that talent. You're so talented. Why don't you come do this? You're so talented. You're, you're wasting your talent where you're at right now. The apostolic church that needs your talent, you're wasting your talent there. Imagine how well off you could live if you left that behind. Look at everybody else around you producing this and doing that. And outside in Babylon. Some of you are dismissing it a little bit today because we always seem to get on 
the singers and the musicians. That's not the only talent Babylon loved. You know why some people are so drawn to you? Babylon also loves your righteousness. Babylon also loves your purity. Babylon loves that. Because it's something Babylon doesn't have. Babylon doesn't have holiness. Everything Babylon touches turns unholy. And Babylon loves to destroy that that Babylon can't have. So I don't know what area of talent or ability or skill or calling you're feeling. I just want you to know Babylon's after it. But the voice of God's here today calling somebody to step out from the crowd and to quit hiding and not be afraid to go a little deeper not be afraid to consecrate themselves if you will consecrate yourself God will open the doors that need to be opened God will make a way where there is no way God will set you apart God will elevate you God will give you understanding and God will give you wisdom There was something about these four men that when they got paraded before King Nebuchadnezzar, it wasn't something he had to squint his eyes and put under a microscope and try to find a little bit of difference between them and everybody else. It was so obvious. Ten times. just a little better not just a slight bit better ten times better and that's not the result of talent they all had talent that was consecration that's not the result of ability they all had ability that was consecration not the result of skill Consecration will take you further than talent ever will. Why don't you stand with me right now? Would you bow your head with me for a moment? I know the Lord is in this place. I know I'm speaking to everybody, but perhaps in the Holy Ghost there's just a handful that I am really speaking to there's some here today you feel that pressure you're feeling it tighten on your mind and your spirit and your heart it's clamping down on you and you're feeling the need to just stop resisting Babylon just give in Just give up. Just let it go. But I know there's Daniel here somewhere. Some young man, some young woman. 
who's feeling something tug at your heart. This is my answer. This is what God's calling me to. It might be lonely. I know there'll be a time of testing. But I want to believe God's going to have my back. And that God will elevate those and propel those who consecrate themselves to his purpose. Daniel, resolve in your heart. Purpose in your heart that you won't defile yourself in Babylon. We are in this world. We are just not of this world. And somebody's got to make up in their mind that I cannot let Babylon. I might be in it, but I can't let Babylon get in me and get a hold of me. Who am I speaking to today? Who is the Holy Ghost reaching for today? Calling somebody to step out from the crowd. Step out from the pressure. Step out from hiding. Get out from all the things that are trying to pull you away. Move away from the things that are trying to discourage you. And trying to deceive you. And trying to bring delusion upon you. And step out and give your heart to Him. That's why He's been reaching for us this service today. That's why His hand is reaching down to you. He knows your struggle and he knows your pressure but he wants you to know not only does Babylon love your talent but he gave you that talent. He gave you that ability and he loves you more than he loves your talent. He wants you more than he wants that talent. He wants you to live for him and serve him. Come on somebody who's willing to reach and step out and get away from the crowd and say God I give you my heart. I give you my life I give you every part of me come on somebody take a moment here today somebody take a moment here today God I give you my heart I give you every desire I have I give you every ambition every goal every dream I give it to you, God. I know you have me exactly where you've put me. You have me exactly at the place you have put me. And I surrender to you. I dedicate my heart and my mind to your service and to your kingdom. I give you all of me, Lord Jesus. Come on, somebody find a place to pray where you are. Somebody find a place to seek God where you are. Don't turn a, a deaf ear to this today. Don't turn away from the Lord as he's reaching for you. Don't turn away from him as he reaches for you. You are his called. You are his chosen. You are his young man, young woman who is called. He has put his hand on your life.